It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Evan Turner becomes a Celtic, Rondo becomes an ex-Celtic, and the Celtics get a first-round pick that they still have for Jeff Green. It's all happening on this Locked On Celtics podcast. Millies, let's go! Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, it's the best way. Melly. Hey there, John Corrales here from MassLive.com, welcoming you back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine here for you Monday through Friday. The season is starting to ramp up, but with the Celtics off, this podcast, full-on history podcast. We're still marching through the Celtics history. Uh, We started this at the beginning of the shutdown, so if you're new to the podcast, we started way back a few months ago with the... First season in Celtics history, the hiring of Red Arback, the drafting of of uh, Bill Russell and Bob Cousy and all of that stuff. So if you have some time, you want to go back and catch up, you can go ahead and do that. Right now, we're up to the 2014-15 season and where Mike Dinan of RedsArmy.com and I pick things up here is the most important signing of Danny Ainge's life. No, not Al Horford. No, not Kemba Walker. Of course, that signing is Evan Turner. September 29th, 2014, which I think for many people uh, on Twitter and certain corners of Twitter, and I know for certain people in the media room, September 29th, 2014 should be a holiday in Boston Celtics history <laughs> because that is the day Boston signed Evan Turner. E.T. E.T., yes. Talk about another (laughs) signing that went from one end to the other. Think about, like, when they signed him, it was like, you what now? What what the hell are we going to do with everything? What? Exactly. Yes. I Uh, have no idea why. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Uh, But, as we've seen, this is now Brad Stevens' Work Your Magic uh, what are you going to do for me here? Evan Turner comes into Boston, and we say, the, the guy just needs the ball. What are we going to do with this wing who can't shoot and dominates the ball? Like, well, you turn him into your backup point guard and let him kind of do what he does best, and he can help you run an offense, and he can do something useful. And that's what he became. And all of a sudden, he went from on the scrap heap, uh, out of Indiana, just a horrible season in Indiana. He comes to Boston. Next thing you know, he plays 82 games his first season, 81 games his next season. He averages just about 10 points uh, for for the Celtics, five assists, five rebounds, 10, five, and five for uh, a guy that they picked up off the scrap heap and who for a short time was like suddenly reliable. Like he was making things happen. And I raised my hand 
just I could not stand him. I could not stand Evan <laughs> Turner. What the hell was he doing in the game? What is going on here? And then by the end, after his second, like towards the end of his second season, I was like, I remember, it's like, damn it, you know what? Evan Turner is actually helping. He's helping, and he's he's getting into mid range, and he's actually hitting his mid range shots, and that's that's helping. The Celtics need somebody who can hit that particular shot, and it's working. So, like Brad Stevens got the most he possibly could out of Evan Turner. And it paid off. Evan went on to Portland with a huge contract. Yes. But he while he was here, while he was here with the Celtics, he, he was on so many levels a real good Celtic. Uh, he was an all interview guy, right? For sure. Right? So quotable. And he was clutch. He was a veteran by that point. When he was with Indiana, which was only for part of a season after being traded there, uh, he was a bad fit there. Mm -hmm. And so he was happy just to get out. And he came to Boston and I guess saw that he had a good opportunity here. And Stevens, as you said, got everything that he could out of him. And because it was turn to put the work in to, to do that and be successful. And he was a clutch player. He had... Um, he had beaten the Celtics once when he was with Philly on a, a last-second shot in a playoff game, and he did that for the Celtics in his two seasons on a, at least a couple of times. I can remember uh, they were playing Atlanta in the season when Atlanta won 60 games and had five All-Stars, and um, Turner, there was Celtics made a comeback, and Turner hit the winning shot right in the last second. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he was a notoriously bad three-point shooter. He only shot one per game, and he only made 26% in the two seasons he was with Boston. But he made one in Portland to win a game again in the last second, a three-pointer uh, to win the game. And so, you know, he, he was just a winner. He could do it, and he did it while he was here. He did. Um, yeah, like you said, everybody loves him, but when, uh, who was he last week? Was it Atlanta? He that, finished up with Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. This, this season. This season was with Atlanta. Yeah. And when Atlanta rolled through, this was hilarious. So every, before the game there, you know, both locker rooms open up and the, the Celtics media would always, you know, we always kind of just stand around in the Celtics locker room. Most of the time, we're just kind of standing there. There's not, there's not often where we have questions, but some of us have questions from time to time. Um, but we're just kind of in there just in case. Sometimes we get surprised. Sometimes something comes up, like well, at one point Taco Fall got like this eight foot tall triple fat goose jacket or something. Like, like things happen in the locker room that you just need to be there for just in case. So when Atlanta rolled through, the Celtics locker room was empty and Everybody was in the Atlanta locker room talking to Evan Turner, who wasn't playing that night, had barely played, was inactive, and just, it was wild. Freaking Vince Carter is getting worked on behind us, and he is, and Evan Turner is the one who is mobbed, and he gave like 20 minutes of interview and 
when we all got back to the the media room, like Jay King was celebrating like he just hit the lottery. It was just <laughs> quotes galore. It was, I mean, just amazing. It was. It was just he's he's a great interview, and uh, he in two seasons has grown to be kind of loved, and so uh, big signing, big signing by Evan Turner, uh, mm. by by Danny Ainge, and he was Turner. a bargain. He was a bargain. They paid him three point change in uh, two seasons in a row. And then when he went to Portland, he signed a $50 million deal. So he, 70, 70, okay. Four years, 70 million. Well, he um, certainly, (laughs) he certainly made his time in Boston pay off. Yes. Yes. I kept, I keep saying that he needs to, uh, he needs to give Brad Stevens a commission on that. Like just getting that that contract is like wow. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Now, right around the time that Evan Turner was signed, um, Rajon Rondo was either slipping and falling in his shower or, to hear some people say it, maybe he was at a trip, uh, a trampoline park and fell after, you know, being in a trampoline park. I don't see any evidence or whatever of the trampoline thing. The speculation uh, has, has become, like, legend. People, whenever, like, Rondo got hurt, like... Okay, Rondo literally just got hurt. Uh, we're recording this on the 13th, on the 12th, uh, Monday night, or Sunday night. Um, he broke his thumb 
at Lakers practice, and mm-hmm. I already saw the jokes. Oh, was there yeah. a trampoline park oh, yeah. there? Um, he, he slipped in the shower, he says, and he tried to like catch himself and he caught himself, but he landed on his knuckle, he said, and he broke his hand. And that is the, the beginning, really the beginning of the end here. This is the, the beginning of Rondo's last season. Um, he does come back, but, um, He's already struggling to come back from the uh, the ACL, which he he was not himself the prior season. And now this happens. He ends up playing 22 games for the Celtics, uh, averaging just eight points. But he did he did average almost 11 assists in that time. But his shooting percentages were just god awful. Uh, it's very clear. That things are not working out. And so Danny Ainge ultimately unloads Rondo, the Celtics captain, still. <laughs> mm-hmm. December, he sends Rondo and Dwight Powell, who the Celtics got, like I said uh, earlier in, in that Keith Bogans trade. So they traded a guy for nothing. They got a guy that was a throw-in. He didn't play. They traded him away. They got Dwight Powell. He ends up going away in the Rondo trade to Dallas. And they get Jay Crowder, Jameer Nelson, Brandon Wright, uh, a pick that became Yabusele, and uh, a pick that became Demetrius Jackson that was, you know, he didn't work. So Jay Crowder now joins the team. And Jameer Nelson was okay in a short time, but he didn't play much. Uh, Crowder is the, the, the prize here. And Crowder becomes a, a key player, but the Rondo era ends. And if you remember correctly, Rondo in Dallas was an absolute disaster. Like, did not work. Toxic, like ammonia and bleach, just deadly toxic. And, <laughs> and he, this is like, Rondo's never, Never really the same Rondo. He never got back to what he was. Never got back. He, he would still end up having decent assist years. And he had some, some years where he was okay. And he, he had a decent run in New Orleans. And, but he's now, he's now journeyman. He's, he's been playing. I, I can't even remember how many teams he's played for. Uh, yeah. but this is, this is like the disgraced end to what was once a promising career. I was one of those, I was a Rondo guy. I wanted him around for for the long term. I thought he could have been a long term fit, but it's just it 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 just didn't work out. Too much built up. I wanted him to to stay. I was always a fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, we've talked about how divisive he was for fans. You either loved him or hated him, and I always loved the guy. Uh, he was tremendous player, tremendous passer. And uh, a hustler, you know, diving on the floor. Uh, I mean, uh, he, but, you know, the whole thing with his hand, his broken hand, I believed that he fell in the shower because nobody ever came up with any evidence that I saw of anything otherwise. But, you know, there had been enough incidents, I think, and Rondo doing crazy stuff like staying behind in L.A. for a birthday party when the team went to Sacramento just because he knew he wasn't playing. So, 
you know, he kind of made his own bed and then this is him sleeping in it where people didn't believe him when there was a, a story of how he got hurt off the court. And on top of that, he missed training camp and he really probably needed training camp because as you said, he was, he had dealt with the ACL the whole previous season trying to come back from that. And this was going to be his first season whole coming back. And he, he probably really needed that training camp and he didn't get it. So yeah, it was, it had become a matter of time at this point, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's sad. It's, I, I really had hoped for, for so much more out of the Rondo era. I mean, I defended him staunchly up until like right around this time, like prior to this, I mean, even this, I never understood why the whole trampoline park thing came out why people were trying to, to, to spill that. I, I don't even know. We never got any proof. Some hair, I don't know who even started it. I don't know how it came out, any of that, but it did. And I, his reputation really at this point had been eroded to a point where all of us, even Rondo supporters like me were like, yeah, it's, this is about right. And, and to think about where he was as, as much as Jay Crowder was helpful for the Celtics to say you traded Rondo and a guy for Crowder, Jameer Nelson, Brandon Wright at these, at the point in, in their careers, like people didn't even know who Jay Crowder was at that point. Like I remember specifically saying, what's a Jay Crowder? Yeah. I had, I had never heard of him. Yeah. A lot of people hadn't. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. At that point in his career, uh, I don't think he had been around or done much in the league. But, uh, I mean, he's only 24 at the time of the trade. He he'd spent a couple years in Dallas where he was just kind of mostly coming off the bench. He wasn't doing much. He wasn't. He wasn't a, a particularly big three-point shooter. Now that that season in Boston, I'm sorry, in in Dallas, he became a better three-point shooter. Uh, but it took a little while for that to even catch on in Boston. It wasn't until the the following season where he really showed his his real worth. But I mean, he was a defensive defensive wing first, uh, and it wasn't until he got full seasons under under his belt that he became uh, what he became and the guy who was valuable in ultimately the trade that brought in Kyrie Irving. Uh, his second year in Boston, that 16-17 season, he shot almost 40% from three. I mean, he was that was that was his best season in the NBA. And uh, again, just he was, you know, he was grit. He brought attitude. The Celtics are building a team here with a bunch of guys that really have chips on their shoulders. I think that was one of the defining characteristics of these next couple of years. The guys that are coming in uh, that stick around are guys that really have chips on their shoulders that no matter what you say, they always turn it into like, oh, you don't believe in me? Okay. But like, no, I literally just said I believe in you. Like, you didn't say it. <laughs> you, you didn't say it with enough force. So I don't believe that you you mean that. Like that that 
always, always with attitude. Um, and, and Crowder definitely fit that. I've, uh, my favorite thing about the Crowder era was I got to make a meme out of the Simpsons character, the, the Quimby nephew, where they have the, yeah. the, uh, say chowder. And I, I like- got to, I get to make the say Crowder. Say Crowder. So. I yeah. mean, I, I made the say Crowder, <laughs> say Crowder meme because any every time he would do something, it would be say Crowder, um, which was fun. Uh, Crowder so. was fun to root for. Um, he he uh, he was a clutch player. Uh, I enjoyed watching him and the chip on the shoulder thing with the whole team. That was part of that team's charm. Oh yeah, everyone loved that. You loved that. Again, be an instigator, not a retaliator. And these guys instigated all over the place. Oh, Crowder right. was the one that booped uh, John, John Wall, Wall in the nose, yep. right? Yep. Yes, in the he post did. game. Yep. It was it was the early stages of the bad blood between the Wizards and the Celtics. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, he's all. He also got pissed that Celtics fans the the year that they were trying to woo uh, Gordon Hayward were cheering Gordon Hayward. He took personal offense to the Celtics mm. cheering Gordon Hayward, uh, Celtics fans cheering Gordon Hayward. Uh, yeah, he would find offense in anything. And it wasn't like we were like, hey, we want to get rid of you. It was like, no, we just want to add, you know, you, you guys don't even play the same position, really. Uh, they sort of do, but, you know, uh, I would have been happy to have uh, Jay Crowder playing alongside uh, Gordon Hayward. I think them at, at 3-4, like, that's great. That would have been great. So, yeah. but he... Like I said, attitude, attitude for days, but we did. We loved it. Like this, the, these teams now, the 14, 15 through the, um, the next, the next two seasons, that 15, 16, 16, 17, um, are, are some of the most beloved teams. Uh, I, I think in, in recent Celtics history, I mean, th- this team is finally the, you get a team that you can really, really love. They are overachievers, and everybody loves overachievers. Yes. So we didn't even mention yet. uh, I'm sure you were going to get into it, but you know what happened this season? They were 40 and 42. They were expected to be one of the dregs of the league, but 40 and 42 in the East was marginal playoff team, and they did sneak into the playoffs. Yes. And what it was unforeseen by anybody, and I think. a really good feather in the cap for Brad. Uh, quite an achievement, especially think, with all these guys coming through the revolving door. Twenty-two players in one season. Yeah, man, you had you had people coming in, and you know they play two weeks and then they leave. Yep, <laughs> in a trade. Yep, I mean it does it does speak a lot to to Brad. Um, I wanted to get through like all of the transactions because I think one of these final transactions is really what. Uh, sends this team over the top. Uh, yeah. I think everybody knows where we're going with this. But yeah. Rondo's out. Uh, January 9th, the Celtics make a nothing. They trade Brandon Wright. But this is another uh, another move to clear clear space, and they get a first-round uh, protected 2015 first-round pick out of that um, that I believe uh, – I forget what happened to that pick. Damn. The one that they got for, for uh, Brandon Wright. They must, I think they traded that away. Um, 
I got to refresh my memory, but it doesn't matter at this point right now because three days later they trade Jeff Green. So Jeff Green, after all of the stuff that was going on with his contract um, and all of the consternation, uh, people saying how bad a deal that was, the Celtics get Jeff Green to Memphis. Memphis sends Tayshaun Prince and a first-round pick to Boston. In this whole deal, that first-round pick, Boston still has that. That's the Memphis pick. That's this Memphis mm-hmm. pick. This is this the Memphis pick that the Celtics are waiting on right now, this offseason, is a result of this trade that the Celtics got. They sent Jeff Green out. They got Tayshaun Prince, Austin Rivers, um, and this pick. Now, we mentioned Austin Rivers because Austin Rivers never played for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> he ends up getting moved the next Fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> Three days later, he gets moved. So on January 12th, Jeff Green's out, Tayshaun Prince, Austin Rivers, and that pick come in. January 13th, Nate Robinson goes to Denver for Jameer Nelson. Um, oh, no, wait, sorry. Flip it around. Jameer Nelson goes to Denver. The Celtics get Nate Robinson. Uh, then three-team trade. Celtics get Shavlik Randolph. Uh, Chris Douglas Roberts, a second round pick, uh, Austin Rivers, who never played for the Celtics, goes to the LA Clippers to play for his dad, who the Celtics also traded to the LA Clippers. Uh, Mike, that's our trivia question they were talking about earlier. Yeah. The, the Boston Celtics traded both Doc and Austin Rivers, two guys who never played for them, to, uh, the LA Clippers. It's, it's a wild, wild trivia question. And, uh, Phoenix gets, uh, Reggie Bullock from LA. That doesn't matter. So much more to get to here with this season. The Celtics making nine different trades and nine different trades between the offseason and the regular season and some of the bigger ones still yet to come. And you're seeing Danny Ainge flipping assets. This, if you don't remember it, this is that season where Danny gets guys in, gets guys out. 22 players plus a couple who didn't even play in and out, turning assets into something useful, turning players that he just got into something that becomes something else. This is just a wild season. It's it's flipping players like to the extreme. So that's still coming up. So subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Please do, and you can get it right to your device. Follow us on Spotify. If you're a Spotify user, you can get your podcast there too. Follow us there if you'd like. Wherever it is, we're there, wherever podcasts exist. Those of you who have... Give us a five-star rating. Give the show a five-star rating. Really would appreciate it. A good written review, especially now. Very helpful. Very helpful to get advertisers in. This show is free, but when you do that stuff and you can give a good review, then that can bring money into the podcast. Helps pay a few bills for me, or at least gets me drinking money, which is a significant bill for me. Sorry. Hey, by the way, check out the Wednesday Locked On NBA podcast. It's me, Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans. We do the show regularly on Wednesdays. We're talking about the bubble. We're talking about the latest news. We're talking about the snitch line. If you haven't heard about the snitch line, it's in heavy use, and we're talking about it there. So Wednesday, Lockdown NBA. Go ahead and tell your smart device to play that right now. Say, play the latest episode of Lockdown NBA. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, 
We talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.